Savior who will go that the world might know the way who will tell those bound for hell that Jesus loves them who will give that men might live in Christ today will you go that the world might know the Savior will you go that the world might know the way will you tell those bound for hell that Jesus loves them will you give that men might live in Christ today Let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if you will. just want to take a few minutes and share a couple of thoughts here from the Word of God and pray that it will be a blessing. As uh, Pastor Nathan told me that I had till 9.30, is that right? 9.30? Oh, I forgot, uh, is it um, your, your quarterback's playing tonight, so um, uh, so I've got to get I got to get you out of here. Quickly, so, <laughs> no, it's been a blessing, thank you, and uh, uh, Brother Ernie, is it, uh, thank you for the way that you lead music, you know, so often you go to churches and the music director, he stands there and he sings, you know, coming again, <gasps> coming again, <gasps> yeah, mm-mm. Brother Ernie, Brother Ernie seems to believe that Jesus Christ is coming. Maybe morning, maybe noon, maybe evening, but it's surely soon. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. I appreciate that. Hallelujah. Uh, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, down in verse 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you and praise you for what you've done in our midst already today, for how you've spoken to our hearts. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us uh, as we as we take just a few minutes to look into your word. I ask you to help us, Lord, to open our hearts to you and be sensitive and submissive. Uh, Lord, I ask you to challenge us where we need challenging, convict us where we need convicting, and help us to submit to you so that you can change us as we need changing. Lord, I pray that you would do your work in our midst tonight, and we ask you to be honored and glorified. And uh, Lord, I ask you that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And for all that you do, we'll be careful to glorify you and, and bless your holy name. For it's in that name, above all names, the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. We have, uh, we have here, uh, this, this verse is encouraging us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Uh, the, this is, this is a, an encouragement from the Apostle Paul to the, uh, to the church there at Corinth. And, and he's, he's, 
he's speaking to believers, and, and I believe this is to us as well today. He says, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Now, the word steadfast, it, it, it means settled. It's, uh, it's like your football team, uh, the offensive linemen there. They, uh, it's their job to, to, make a, to make a wall that the enemy can't break through. And they're steadfast. They've got to have firm footing. They've got to be settled. They've got to, they've got to be secure in where they stand. And God's Word tells us that we should also be steadfast. Secure in where we stand. We should be settled on some things. Amen. Uh, that's why, that's why it's so important for us to, uh, for you to be in church anytime the doors are open. I appreciate you being at church on a Sunday night. So many churches are looking for, uh, for reasons to close the doors, but I appreciate you having a Sunday evening service. Amen. I'm grateful for, uh, I'm grateful for the opportunities that we have to gather around the Word of God. Uh, the, the Word of God tells us to, uh, to go, uh, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then He, he tells us to teach them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Not just win them to Christ, but disciple them, teach them what the Word of God says. Uh, why is that so important? The Bible tells us in Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mightest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to be a success in this life. Uh, and, and success not uh, not in the world's eyes necessarily, but I want to be a success so that when I stand before God, I can hear Him that really is the only one that matters say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Uh, be steadfast, firmly planted, uh, and, and secured, settled on some things. And I need to know what the Word of God says and be, be settled on those. Amen. Not uh, tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Not led this way and that way with the new thing, the new thing, the trends that come, uh, come our way. Uh, we just need to be settled on some things. And, and I, I believe the Word of God gives those to us. So if we study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, the, uh, rightly dividing the word of truth. I believe the Lord will help us with that, don't you? Uh, be, be in church. That's where we hear the word of God preached. That's where we hear it taught. The Bible tells us that God has given the church some gifts. Uh, apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And those are, those are, uh, those offices there. Pastors and teachers are still effective in our day of uh, preaching and teaching the word of God. What are they for? For the perfecting of the saints. To help us to be perfected. Not perfect, but perfected. Maturing. To be as mature as Christians as we, as we possibly can be. God wants us to be mature Christians. Why? Because as we mature, we're going to get involved in the work of the ministry. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Because uh, it's not just pastor's job and the pastoral staff, their job to do the work of the ministry. The word ministry means serving. Amen. Uh, Jesus said, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. He, he came to, to serve. He showed that in, uh, I believe, the greatest way he showed that uh, was by giving his, his life on the cross. Uh, the, the next greatest way he showed that, I believe, was when he gathered in that upper room just a few hours before he went to the cross and girded himself with an apron and knelt down, took a basin of water and washed those men's feet. Amen. He did what he could to serve those that he, that he was serving with and uh, to serve those around him. It's the work of the ministry. How can we be an encouragement to one another? Uh, we shouldn't come to church looking for what I can get out of it. 
I believe I believe you'll get out of it what you get in what you put into it. And that's not necessarily that's not only talking about the offering plate, while I believe that that's important, too. Uh, but we if we invest ourselves in the ministry, we'll go we'll go home with our wagons loaded. Amen. And I'm grateful for that, uh, for the work of the ministry. And what what does that do for the edifying of the body of Christ? As as each one is pulling our our load, as as we are doing our part in the local church, doing our part in the work of the ministry, uh, and and helping others to grow in their Christian lives, the body of Christ is edified. We're strengthened spiritually, and as we're strengthened spiritually, we're going to go out and reach somebody, share the love of Christ with them, see them saved, and the body of Christ is strengthened, and it grows numerically as well. For the edifying of the body of Christ, the building up of the body of Christ. I believe that's what God wants for us. Uh, He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, be settled on some things. Learn what the word of God teaches and obey it. Amen. Uh, He says, be steadfast, unmovable. We shouldn't we shouldn't be uh, moving here and there and uh, from uh, from one doctrine to the next and, and looking at uh, looking at what the what the fads in, in Christendom are today. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I know that there there are things that are, are going on in churches across our land that are not pleasing unto the Lord. Dropping uh, just stop stopping preaching from the word of God and preaching what's popular. But I appreciate pastors that will stand and preach, thus saith the Lord. Amen. I preach. I appreciate those that will that will stick to the uh, stick to the, the this old black book. Amen. And preach this book and say and say this is what God says and not apologize for it. Uh, we live in a day and time when it's not popular to serve God. It's not popular to stand on the Word of God. It's not popular to stand for the principles in the Word of God. We mentioned this morning in Sunday school that that uh, I believe we're, we're facing a time, if Jesus doesn't come back very soon, I believe we're facing a time when churches, pastors, and, and uh, church members are going to be persecuted for taking stands on biblical uh, principles, not just bakers here in Oregon. Amen? I, I appreciate uh, the Word of God and how it teaches us uh, what we need to believe, be firmly planted in those things, rooted and grounded in those things. As you as you study and let your roots go down deep in the Word of God and draw from that the strengthening that you need, so you're unmovable. So when those when the temptation comes from uh, from your friends or even family members that would since uh, would tend to uh, or try to lure you away from a, a church that preaches, thus saith the Lord, to one of these that's going to tell you how good you're doing. You know, if I'm doing wrong, I don't need to be told how good I'm doing. If I'm in sin, I don't need to be told, you're doing a great job. I need to be told, you're doing wrong. Amen? The Bible, the Bible tells us, uh, faithful are the wounds of a friend. The kisses of an enemy are deceitful. I appreciate a man of God that loves us enough to tell us when we're wrong. Amen? And I appreciate the Holy Spirit of God that's there to do His work as the Word of God is being preached. Uh, no matter what, what the topic is, the, Word of God, the Holy Spirit of God can take the Word of God and apply it to your heart in one way, apply it to somebody else's heart in a different way, and somebody else's heart in another way, so we're all getting what exactly we need. I appreciate that. Uh, be steadfast, unmovable. Then he says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Not dabbling in it, not playing around with it, but always abounding in the work of the Lord. Our churches have for, have for too long uh, dabbled in it. 
We've 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 associated with the name Christianity and, and church and so forth. And we haven't done the work of the Lord. So there are cities like Pasadena with nearly 150,000 people and not one good church of like mind and like faith and practice. There, there are areas like Los Angeles that have, have over 13 million people and just a handful of Bible-preaching, soul-winning churches. Amen. We've got a work to do because we haven't always done our job. Every one of us, uh, no doubt, has, has not done what God, everything God has told us to do when it comes to this matter of soul winning and witnessing and, and reaching the loss for, for Christ. Uh, the church has, has failed so often. But that doesn't mean we have to. The, the, the blood still washes away sin. There's still power in the blood of Jesus. Jesus' name is still the name that is the only name whereby we must be saved. Amen. It still works. The gospel still works. We just need to go and share it. My pastor told me, he said, he said, God didn't tell you to build his church. And he didn't say that he would build your church. Jesus said, I will build my church. He said, that takes all the pressure off. You just need to obey. Go share the gospel. Let Jesus worry about building His church. You just witness. You tell them about Jesus and let Him save them. Amen? Hey, the gospel works. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. It'd be wonderful. I believe it'd be wonderful if if this time next week, pastor came in and had somebody with him that he won to Jesus. I believe it'd be wonderful if every one of the pastoral staff did. But you know what? It'd be even better than that if every one of us had somebody we won to Jesus. If every one of us did. Because we're all given that responsibility to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. To be always abounding in the work of the Lord. These are great things and good encouragements and uh, to, to be doing these things all the time. But why should we? What's the purpose? I mean, what's the reason that we should be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord? There's, there's a word at the beginning of this verse that says, Therefore. The word therefore, uh, it means because or because of these things I've just I've just mentioned to you. Uh, I heard preachers say through the years, when you see the word therefore in your Bible, look to see what it's there for. And so uh, because of these things that are previously mentioned, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because of what? Let's look at what's previously mentioned. Verse number one, the Bible tells us, he says, he says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also you are saved, if ye keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Aren't you glad that we serve a risen Savior? Aren't you glad that we serve a God who loved us enough, for God so love the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life? Aren't you glad that our God is not like the gods of this world? Our God is a God that cares. The religions of this world, uh, are, uh, they, they strive to appease their God so they're not destroyed. But our God has made us acceptable unto Him through Jesus Christ. Colossians tells us that. Christ makes us worthy. Christ makes us acceptable. All we have to do is come to Christ and say, I need you. 
Amen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, the Bible says. I'm glad that we serve a God who saw that we could do nothing to earn his favor. And so he did everything for us and he loved us so much he gave his only son to make us acceptable in his sight. What a God we serve. Therefore, because of the gospel of Jesus Christ... We should be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. When I think of what Jesus Christ did for me, when I think of the love that He showed to us, the Bible tells us, there, uh, it, says, uh, it says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to clean up our act. He didn't wait for us to join a church. He didn't wait for us to do good and to bring offerings to Him. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were there in that horrible pit where He found us, He had already given Himself for us. And He he reached down His hand for me, pulled me out of that horrible pit and set my feet upon a solid rock, established my goings and put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. The Bible says, Many shall see it in fear and shall call on the name of the Lord. Amen. The Gospel... What, what a change it makes. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. Aren't you glad you're not what you used to be? Amen. Aren't you glad that, that the old things are passed away? That they're never going to be remembered against you anymore? You know, God, God doesn't forget anything, but He chooses not to remember our sin. He's buried him under uh, under uh, the blood. He's he's buried him in the deepest part of the sea. Removed him as far as the east is from the west. Hey, never to be remembered against us anymore. Praise His holy name. Our sins are gone. The songwriter said, "You ask me why I'm happy." I'll tell you why. Because my sins are gone. Amen. When I stand before Christ, I'm not going to have to stand there worried. Am I going to go to hell? I can stand there knowing. That my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Why? Because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's an encouragement to me to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. I want to take the message that was shared with me and share it with somebody else. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. But not only just because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but secondly, uh, we find in a few verses later, uh, because of the grace of God. He says, he says, uh, Christ uh, rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve, and that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, and I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. I believe we could all, that if you're saved, you could, you could echo uh, that. Uh, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. Hey, I'm, I am saved by the grace of God. I am called into the ministry by the grace of God. I'm standing here tonight by the grace of God. I'm able to go and serve Jesus Christ by the grace of God. It's, I don't deserve it. That's why it's grace. I, I, if we got what we deserved, we would be in hell. We would be burning and suffering and in torment and agony in hell because that's what sinners deserve. 
The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's His grace. His grace. Grace is not a license to live however you want, but it's the liberty to live how we ought to live. The, the Bible tells us the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. I'm grateful for grace. Thank God for grace. And it's because of His grace that we need to be steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because there are many people out there that need to experience the grace of God. They need to know that the grace of God is for them as well. There are many out there that are preaching that God that God has chosen some to go to hell. That's just not biblical. They need to know what the grace of God is all about. That Jesus Christ died for the sins of the whole world. That whosoever will may come and drink of the water of life freely. Amen? By the grace of God. Have you experienced that grace? Do you know what that grace is is about? Have you received that grace yourself? Having received it, we are responsible to share it. And the wonderful thing about grace, I heard pastor preaching about the treasure. I, I caught the, the tail end this morning after the after Sunday school. I caught the tail end. He, was t- he mentioned about the treasure we have in these earthen vessels. One of the wonderful things about that treasure is you can share it and not lose any of it. Amen. The more you share, the more there is. I've, I've enjoyed it and I can share it with somebody and they have just as much as I have. And I, I still have the same amount I've ever had. Amen. It's wonderful. We can share that because of the grace of God. Let's be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Then, uh, then lastly, we're going to flip on down to uh, toward the end of the, of the chapter, verse 57. The, the, the chapter, there are many things it speaks of here. It speaks of the resurrection. If there be no resurrection, we're still in our sin. But thanks be to God, he, Jesus Christ is risen. Amen. And he goes through many other things and talks about, uh, talks about many other aspects of the Christian life. But here he says in verse 57, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but the moment I got saved, he, Jesus forgave me of my sins, but I, I still had things of this flesh that I battled. I still had things of this world that, that, that came attacking me, and, and I needed victory in some areas. Some were little, some were big. I don't know what yours were, and I'm not going to tell you what mine were. But I'm, te- I'm here to tell you there's victory in Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad for the victory? We're, we're not, we're not under the law. We're under grace. God has, has given us grace to, to give us victory over those things. Sin shall not have dominion over you, the Bible says. Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves, servants obey his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But thanks be to God that he giveth us the victory. There's victory in Jesus. He gives us victory over sin. He gives us victory over self. He gives us victory over society. He gives us the victory and it's all through Jesus Christ. It's not, it's not anything that we deserve. It's by His mercy and by His grace. He gives us the victory. And as we live in the victory that He gives us, we, we are in essence allowing Him to be seen through us. His, His power is seen through us. Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father 
which is in heaven. When we, when we live in the victory that Jesus Christ has given us, we are allowing His power to flow through us. We are allowing His power to be seen in our lives. And the effect of the power is the glory of God. We're able to see in here tonight because of the power that's flowing through some light bulbs. And the, the glow from those lights is the effect of that power. It is the glory of the lights. And when we allow Jesus Christ to shine through us a light that it's Him, it's His power, His glory is being seen. I want His glory to be seen through me. I don't want to do anything to taint that, to, to hinder Him from being seen, from letting the world see what Jesus Christ can do. Because if He can change us, if He can take us from what we were, if He can mold us and make us, if He can, uh, can uh, give us victory over that, over that old man, if He can give us victory in this life so that, we're, so that our, fa- our family and our friends see that we're just not going through a phase, this is a new life in Christ. And was, they, they can see that and see the power of God. It's real. We, we live in a world that's looking for something that's got real power. And we serve a God who has real power. The, the need of this world is for us to let them see His power power through us to let them see his glory because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because of the grace of God and because of the glory of God, we must be steadfast, unmovable. Years ago, as a teenager, I was uh, roaming through the woods with some of my friends and my brother, and and we we were, went through a creek bed, and and uh, and it, it had gotten it had gotten nighttime, and I had my flashlight out, and I was going through this creek, and I I, I fell and, and dropped my my flashlight, and when I picked it up, there was no light. I checked to make sure it was turned on, but it was on. I checked to see if the batteries were good. I, I checked to see if the if if the the lens had broken, the bulb had broken, and all that. But it, that wasn't the problem. But when I went to check it, I felt some mud on the lens. It had gotten a little bit of the earth on there, and it was hindering. And, but when I touched it and I moved my hand, some of the light was shining through. So I wiped it off. I took some water and wiped off the lens, and it cleaned it up. And the light was shining just as brightly as it had been before. I was thinking about that recently when studying for this message and and the Lord the Lord spoke to my heart and said so often we get the world on us we we stumble we fall we get the world on us and our lights not shining like it should what we, the glory of God is not seen as it could be and should be so what we need to do is take some of the the water of the word and wash it off and clean it off really well and and let his light shine through us And let us be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know. I'm glad we can know some things, aren't you? I'm glad to know I'm saved. I'm glad to know I'm on my way to heaven. I'm glad to know Jesus is my personal Savior. He's with me all the time. But I'm glad to know that this world is not all there is. I'm glad to know that one day I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to be with Him for all eternity. And And when I stand before Him, there are going to be some rewards. I hope I get some. I want some. It's not so I can be greedy and say, look at all my rewards. But I want to be able to take as many rewards as I possibly can and place them where they belong, at the feet of my Lord and Savior. Because it's all because of Him. Have you ever thought about that? 
He found us in our sin. He died on the cross to save us. He offers us forgiveness. He offers us salvation. He works in us uh, and gives us the power to have victory over sin. He gives us that victory. And he works through us to perform His will and to, and to reach other people and speak to other people's hearts. But as we're doing all this, as He's doing all of this through us, some things are accomplished and He's the one that did it. Faithful is He that calleth you who also will do it. And then when we stand before, before Him, He rewards us for it. What a God. What a God we serve because of because of the gospel, because of his grace, because of his glory. We need to be steadfast. So therefore, my beloved brethren, because of these things, let me encourage you tonight. Be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I, I tell you, there's always something to be done in the ministry. There's always something that can be done for, for Christ. If, if you need some help. I guarantee you the pastoral staff can point you in the right direction. They can tell you some things that need to be done. Some of you ladies, you might, you might come and ask pastor's wife, what, what, can, what can I do to take a burden off of you? Amen. And I guarantee you there's some things that can be done. And I, I, it was wonderful to see so many working to, together uh, today. Uh, in the, the minist- the min- I'll get it out here in a minute. The ministries and, and the different things going on. I heard about the work crew that was over at the, over at the property yesterday and no doubt several times uh, through the, uh, the last year or so, things like that have gone on. It's wonderful to work together. There's always something to be done. Let's always be abounding in the work of the Lord. Let's look for ways that we can serve and to, to edify the body of Christ. Because we don't have long. Maybe morning, maybe noon, maybe evening, but it's surely soon. The coming of Christ is imminent, and I want Him to find us steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Amen. Pastor.